Does your team trust you or do they fear you? So like I said, awareness is the first step. When we become aware of how much ego can slip into our leadership roles and how we can make this so much about ourselves, when we can see that, we can make a shift and tweak and build this heart-centered leadership that cultivates a community that has an energy and a vibe that makes everyone feel safe. Welcome to She Empowers the Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kayla Lucas. I'm a mom of two, a family-focused chiropractor, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and a holistic mindset queen. I am on a mission to empower women to lead themselves and their families to greater health and wellness in their personal lives and businesses. Each week, I'm sharing inspiring content that will give you the tools to navigate your own wellness journey, grow your businesses, expand your mind, and take care of the ones you love. This is your space to feel supported, inspired, and empowered. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful. I am back on the podcast today with a solo episode for you. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to be a part of the She Empowers community. How are you? Happy Easter. I hope you've had a great long weekend. We shared some space with my family in Alberta, and it was so fun to be around the people that you love and just create more memories with my little family. So that was really nice. The kids were doing an Easter egg hunt and just, I don't know, there's one thing about watching my kids with their cousins play because I have so many good memories from my childhood with my cousins. It's just invaluable. It's amazing. If this is your first time hitting play on the podcast, welcome, welcome. Be sure to hit subscribe on either Spotify or Apple so that you never miss an episode. I've been getting quite a few messages in the last few weeks, you know, feedback about this podcast. And I just wanted to express my sincere gratitude because I could not do any of this without your support and your willingness just to make She Empowers a part of your regular life. So your support means the world and it does not go unnoticed. I also have been getting over a bit of a cold, so you guys get a really sexy, hot, raspy voice behind the mic today. I know y'all won't mind, (laughs) but just know that this is just my voice as of today. So over the last few months, I really wanted to share what I've been doing. So I've been doing all manner of things. I've been working really hard on this podcast, on my social media presence and my personal branding in my chiropractic office. I'm also planning my wedding, you guys. It's quite crazy right now. It's in July, so I only have a few more months before, you know, the big day, which is exciting. But I'm very multi-passionate and it's becoming apparent to me that I am not able to do any of this type of work without the support and love, not only from my amazing fiance who encourages me in all my wild ideas and desires, but also from my truly incredible team. And as I am in a position of leadership for my team, I am really learning so much about how I can't grow and my business can't grow without the help of this team who shows up every day to serve our community. I currently work with a team of very strong, hardworking, ambitious women And part of my role as their leader is to create a space for everyone to come together 
to grow and to learn that feels really safe and joyful. So in this episode, I'm going to share how I create safety psychology with my team and how we can use our leadership roles to really harbor a work culture that is safe and that enhances our relationships with one another. We are all living a human experience and how we feel affects how we behave and the words we say and our productivity and the relationships we cultivate. So I have personally worked in teams most of my life, right from my very first job in my adolescent years. I started as a sales associate and cashier at Sportcheck all the way up until my career as a chiropractor, where myself and my business partner are now leading our own team. And I have to say that some of my jobs that I've had in the past have been super phenomenal, but there's been others where I have not enjoyed the process of how I was being led. So even a few years ago before I fully graduated and became a chiropractor, I had exposure to working in a few clinics before graduation and then after graduation as well. And all of them were successful in, you know, how busy they were. But there was a few where I didn't necessarily feel like the leadership was something that I wanted to carry into, you know, my own leadership and my own business. You know, I always didn't feel like there was a space where I felt safe to say what I wanted to say or to, you know, take time off the way that I wanted to, to practice the way that I wanted to with my patients. And there was this obvious hierarchy within the workplace and within the relationships. And I am sharing this because I know that many of you could likely recall working in an environment or are working in in an environment where you don't feel seen, you don't feel heard, you don't feel appreciated. And when you are spending time, you know, going to work to do the thing, it's not the greatest sensation when you don't feel, you know, those things seen or heard or appreciated. And I do think that there is a better way to lead your team in a way that feels very heart-centered and that it's a part of you and it's a reflection of you. Now, of course, I discussed hierarchy just a minute ago and hierarchy You know, it is a thing when you're working within a team, but I personally like to create an environment within my own team where I recognize that all of our roles collectively contributes to the success of the whole. So before we start to look at what we can do to purposefully create safety psychology, I really want to touch on the concept of leading with your ego. So ego is not a bad thing. I believe it's part of a person's sense of self-esteem and their self-confidence, and it can be a big driver for our motivation to do the big things, or at least that's, you know, what has been my experience in my own life. My ego does have a bit of my drive behind it, but ego can also have a way of overshadowing our leadership if we are not aware of ourselves and if we make our businesses completely about ourselves. So I do think that awareness is the first step to making any change in our lives. Now, of course, when you start a business, it is about you. It is your wants, your desires, your dreams, your goals coming forth in the physical manifestation. That's why we even start the process to begin with. But there is this tipping point 
The ego often poses an obstacle to mindful leadership because it can easily manipulate you into thinking that what it wants is for the greater good, but its focus can be self-centered. So I think that when we're leading with ego, it's really from a scarcity mindset. And as a result, it can get in the way of your natural ability to care about others. And maybe that's not true for you, but perhaps that's the way that you've been led. So as a woman, my leadership style is to lead from a place with my heart, which in the past I've been told is not the right way. When you lead with your heart, it can have this negative connotation that you're leading with your emotions. But, you know, I think that when you lead with your emotions, you can glean a lot of insight from that. Now, I don't mean to make any decisions from an emotional state if you're emotionally charged, but I have to say that leading with my heart has allowed me to approach any and all situations from a softened place. Whereas leading with my ego, it can feel sharp or cold at times. I hope that makes sense. I feel there are multiple ways to identify your leadership style, but I've prepared some questions for you to ponder for yourself to determine if you are, you know, in fact leading with your ego or leading with your heart. So the first question that I like to, you know, think about in my own team and that you can think about is, Is there an obvious hierarchy in your leadership of the team? Again, that's not a bad thing. But are you approachable for conversations and questions within that hierarchy? You know, do you get angry when things aren't done correctly? I believe that how we react to situations that come up can be a clear indication if we are leading with our ego or if we are leading from our hearts. Are you blaming your team for the mistakes or the wrongdoings, or are you taking ownership of that for yourself? You know, when was the last time that you asked your team what they needed? When was the last time you checked in with them? Are you interested in creating an environment in which all members are able to grow themselves? Have you been able to delegate tasks and relinquish control without micromanaging people? I think that one's really important. I find delegation to be one of the hardest things, but once I delegate something I and I feel like my team is able to execute the delegation of that task efficiently, I don't want to go back and micromanage them. And I think the last question that I feel is really important for anybody in a position of leadership is, does your team trust you or do they fear you? So like I said, awareness is the first step. When we become aware of how much ego can slip into our leadership roles and how we can make this so much about ourselves, when we can see that, we can make a shift and tweak and build this heart-centered leadership that cultivates a community that has an energy and a vibe that makes everyone feel safe. It welcomes in growth that I know you really want to call into your business like we all do. But you have got to do the work and recognize some of the gaps so that people can actually be led by you. So let's kind of dive in. I'm going to share five ways to create safety psychology within your team that are designed for you to level up your leadership so that your team is ready to show up and serve alongside of you. Number one, a massive component of leadership is to make sure your team knows you're engaged. They feel you're engaged with them. So one way that we do this is each week we have team meetings for our admin staff and the docs and then monthly meetings for the team as a whole. There is extreme value 
in showing up to regular meetings with your team. I think it's one of the greatest things you can set aside time for. I personally learn so much about what is going on in the background from my staff that I normally wouldn't see day to day because my role is different than their role. When I'm in the treatment rooms with patients, I know that they have got the front handled 100%. But I do find that setting aside this time, it's an opportunity to engage with your team. So engagement means you're giving your team your undivided attention and listening to them, making eye contact with them, putting away any of your devices, your laptop, your cell phone that would cause any distraction. And this is also what gives your team permission to bring concerns, challenges, or wins to you and also gives you the opportunity to grow your relationships with each of them. We can often get stuck in the busyness of business, but I find that intentionally creating space and time to gather as a team is actually what propels your business forward. It's a great way to create that environment where people feel like it's okay to speak up. In fact, it's encouraged and it's accepted. Plus, it also helps you plan your next strategy session, track your growth, and communicate what needs to get done. So that's the first thing that we do is we set aside time to engage with them. Number two, you need to be open to feedback as a leader, which I think, you know, it seems like common sense, but you cannot run this business all by yourself and you will likely have blind spots or areas that you can improve in some way. For example, when we hired our office, our now office manager, She came to us with multiple things that needed to be cleaned up on the admin side that we were just kind of unaware of because, again, our role is different than their role. But she had come with years of experience working in a previous chiropractic clinic that she was able to give us insight and feedback on some of the systems and procedures that we were doing inefficiently. And we were so excited to have her insight and her experience and her area of expertise to at least refine and begin the process in changing some things. So as a leader, it's your responsibility to make the final judgment call on a number of decisions. But your team needs to know that you are confident in this responsibility, but that you are actually flexible in approach and open to their feedback. When employees feel psychologically safe, They feel empowered to give you feedback up, down, and across, even if it's bad stuff. And this means they feel comfortable enough to kind of knock on your door as the CEO when there's critical information to share. Number three, and this one I think is honestly, every company can benefit from nipping any drama in the bud. Like as a leader, there needs to be a zero tolerance policy for drama in the workplace. And you as the primary leader, your role is to recognize when it is happening and address it even when it makes you uncomfortable, especially when it makes you uncomfortable. I promise you that drama in the workplace, it is similar to cancer in the way that it can spread. And if you at the top of the leadership ladder are letting it go or are contributing to it in any way, shape or form, you are going to find some toxicity manifest in your space for the worst. I heard once long ago that all problems in business, all problems in a family, all the problems in a group 
are a result of the psychology of the leader at the top, period. So if you are the leader of your family or your team, your community, your psychology as a leader trickles down on everybody else. The way that I believe and handle things as a mother absolutely trickles down on how my children function on a day in day out basis. It is no different within your work team. So if you want to create a safe environment for everyone to grow in, then drama needs to be addressed and exterminated immediately. And it also sets a standard of the type of people you are attracting into your work environment. If you plant crap seeds, you're going to get crap weeds. And I know, again, this is a pretty, you know, I would say common sense concept, but you as the leader need to honestly see it for what it is. If there is drama in your workplace, then address it and get rid of it because I promise you, you're going to see beauty flourish once you do. Number four, check in with your team. Simply asking them how their weekend went, inquiring about their family life, or even following up with them about, you know, their latest vacation. It's so, so important. I feel like it's such a small part of our day to just check in with our team. And if you know one person is struggling, or more than one person, just don't shy away from that. So often we don't actually want to know how people are doing if struggle has presented itself in their life or we feel like we don't have time. But the conversation can be uncomfortable, but it is your job as a leader of your team to just see them and hear them. A lot of the time people just need to like let it come out of them for that healing to start happening. And just like you would check in with your family or a friend you love, This is heart-centered leadership. You can have standards that when you are at work, you're focused on work, you can leave your personal stuff at the door, but you can also understand that we are humans living with human emotions. And as a chiropractor, I know that when we suppress our emotions or even just put our emotions on the back burner because we're quote-unquote too busy... It manifests physically in our bodies and it puts even more stress on our nervous system and people can get to the point where they need to like physically remove themselves from work because they just can't function. I think when you check in with your people, you also build greater trust within the relationships and this is massive for teamwork because if you can establish that trustfulness you are more approachable and you more you are more likely to see problems before they even begin. Even encouraging things like mental health days, in my opinion, is a sign of heart-centered leadership and strength, but it's also a part of checking in and giving your team permission to prioritize their mental health. And it is how we start to set new standards within the workplace. We know that COVID, and not even just COVID, but COVID amplified mental health problems so substantially that people are now trying to find their way back from that. So checking in with your team is such a crucial, crucial component as a leader. I have had so many periods in my life. I feel like I'm in one of them currently where you just push through, you just keep going, you just keep grinding, you just keep that hustle mentality. And it's this very masculine energy. I'm personally trying to get out of it because I know that 
I can do so much doing, but the actual art of being is not my strong suit. And we can default on how we operate. And we're just these little ticking time bombs waiting to erupt. So I think that encouraging the prioritization of mental health and just checking in is how we change this conversation for good. Another way to check in with your team is to set checkpoints for reviews on performance. Love on your teams at this point. Love on their strengths. Give them constructive feedback in areas that they need to work on. I want to give you a prime example of this. So we, our newest team member, we just recently did her review a few weeks ago, and she's phenomenal. But she was lacking initiative. She didn't want to take initiative. She needed to be told what she needed to do next. If she had a free moment, she wanted to come ask us or the office manager what she should do, even though she's completely capable of taking initiative at work. And so when we did the review with her, she actually opened up about how in her previous employment, she couldn't, she didn't feel safe to take initiative because she was worried that it was going to be met with resistance and or um, what's a good word? She was worried essentially that she was going to get in trouble for taking initiative. And so it was literally just a quick conversation that we had with her. Like, Hey, you know what? We see your greatness. We see your potential. We want you to show us that you can take initiative in these areas because we know you're capable of it. And giving her that permission, honestly, in the last few weeks, I've seen such a change in her. So I do think that checking in with your team, even on this type of level of work performance, can change the trajectory of how well they perform and how they show up for their day-to-day work life. Number five. So the last way to create safety psychology for your team is to make it a habit to keep learning. It should not be a surprise that regardless of how long you've been in your business, you will always have new things to learn. That's how I feel. It's absolutely crucial for us as leaders to have people who are ahead of us, who can guide us when it comes to our own leadership journey. This is where I think coaches, mentors, and just different programs come into play. If you have a mindset of being a forever student, then you will find that success always follows you. This is how you continuously up-level yourself as a leader. And I also think it keeps us humble. When you're an entrepreneur and you're, you know, you're never going to feel like you have it all figured out. I never feel like I have it all figured out. But when you are in leadership, you can learn so much from people ahead of you that can help you grow your own business further. So to recap today's episode about how we create this safety psychology within our teams, number one, engage with your team regularly. Number two, Be open to feedback and be the kind of leader where they can knock on your door at any time and let you know what's going on. Number three, nip drama in the bud and exterminate it immediately. Number four, check in with your team on a personal and professional level. And number five, make it a habit to keep growing and learning in your own journey. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, please share it to your socials and tag me at sheempowers.co and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you again for tuning in and go make it a great week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening the whole way through on She Empowers the Podcast. Make sure to subscribe anywhere you are listening to podcasts. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review of the show so more women can learn about what we are doing over here. You can also copy this link and share it on your social media and tag me at sheempowers.co. That is the way we get these beautiful messages out to more and more souls around the world. Thank you so much for being a part of the She Empowers community. Until next time, go lead with love and joy. Thank you.